Hello, everyone. Welcome to Burning the Edge. We would like to welcome to the tea our host, Mr. Arthur Miller Jr. Thank you for listening to the Burning the Edge podcast. I am your host, Arthur. Today, we will be having a conversation with the Amateur Players Tour Director, Bart Watkins. He is the new tour director of the local Memphis chapter that's just starting this year. Well, I want to thank you for coming on, Bart. Coming on the podcast and have a little conversation about this uh, Amateur Players Tour we got coming up. Glad to be here. How excited are you? Man, I'm fired up. Uh, Absolutely excited, I think is the word. I hear you. So how did you get started playing golf? You know, honestly, I've been a competitive person my whole life and and kind of I got to the to the end of uh the sports that that took a lot of uh athletic ability. <laughs> and not that golf doesn't, but right. uh, you know, I actually played a lot of soccer soccer and and raced uh, dirt bikes. So, um, you know, getting up in age, I couldn't do those kind of things anymore, not at the level I wanted to do. Uh and really a good friend of mine Started playing a couple of years before I did, and I started playing with him. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it wasn't but a few years into that where he started playing these tournaments. And he said, man, I, 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 he went out and he won the first one he played at Miramichi. Wow. And, um, you know, he, he said, man, I left. I didn't think it was good enough to win, but it was raining. It was bad conditions. And uh, next thing you know, he got a phone call saying, hey, where'd you go? You won. So um, he said, man, you got to get in on this thing and then see what you do. So, hey, next weekend I, I was playing and, uh, you know, it uh, that year I think I played the second half of the season. Um, actually, the very first course I played was at Cottonwood, the old Cottonwood in Tunica. Wow. Just no longer there. Yeah. And, you know, the next day we finished at Tunica National on a two-day major and um, – you know, didn't win a tournament that first year, but I was fortunate enough to get a hold of one my last tournament of the year that year. The second day, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, it actually jarred it. It landed in the hole. So uh, yes. that's my only my only hole in one. But you know, that's hey, still a good one, though. Number any any hole in one at Glen Eagle is awesome. Shoot. But, you know, and, and to give everybody out there an idea, that weekend I started off in D flight and that weekend uh i was in the running for uh actually i think i was one or two strokes off after the first day the second day i had a hole in one on number 11 and i got second place in that tournament by one stroke and i shot 99 that day so that just tells you no matter what your level of golf and 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 you know my i'm probably 10 or 12 points lower in my handicap now than i was then but um it just goes to show you, you can win and be competitive at this, at you know, in, in the amateurs player players tour because of the rules we set up and the flights we the way we've set it up. Right, right. So, how did you go from playing in your first tournament for the second half of the season to now being the tour director on the second tour that that's uh that you're on now? Well, we had uh, a declining membership. And uh, it was my goal to keep it going. I was uh, I was concerned that we may not get to do this any longer uh, or that it may not be available to us here in the Memphis area. And um, then we were at the old Golf Week Tour and, and you know, we were the Memphis North Mississippi Tour. And, um, you know, we did 
uh, tournaments down in Oxford and uh, all over Memphis, up here in Millington area. Um, but, um, you know, what I was seeing is we were declining in membership down to the low 50s, low to mid 50s in numbers. And uh, it was something I wanted to bring back because, man, it's just something I really love to do. And so I made a few emails, made a few phone calls, and uh, next thing you know, I was tour director. So, and That's awesome, man, because I know you worked your way up all the way from the D flight. Now you're in the B flight, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. and actually I got, you know, I, I shot my best score ever last year in, in a 77 in B flight. Just so happens it was at a course, Fair Oaks. Most of the guys around Memphis will know um, at Fair Oaks, the scores go low there every time. So, right. um, you know, I shot a 77 and actually uh, got third to two guys who shot 76s that day. So, um, you know, but, you know, the side games that we do and all that, uh, I got third place that day, but I actually had six birdies that day, which is a phenomenal Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've never even come close to that before. Yeah, that's, had, a, that's a good day for anybody. Four, I think I had four one time before, but um, – and three a few times, but I'd never had anywhere near that. Um, so the thing about it was, though, after get, with getting third place and playing the side games, and just so everybody out there listening understand what I'm talking about about side games, we do basically three things in our side games. We have uh, flighted skins, so you're only playing against people in your division. We have super skins, which means you're playing against everybody in the tournament. But keep in mind, if you're, say, a Division 5 guy and a Division 1 guy, Division 5 guy may be hitting on a par 3 from 130 yards, whereas the Division 1 guy may be hitting from 195 yards. Right. So it just depends on how the courses lay out and all that. But uh, And I've, I've, I've been pretty regular. Uh, other than the first year I was in it, playing all of them, in that one tournament where um, – where I did shoot the 77 had six birdies. I actually won $450. And, uh, so that more than paid for your round and some more. That's like four times yeah. around. We had a hundred dollar, uh, entry fee, I believe for that one day round. And, uh, I think it was $35 for the side game. So on $135 buy-in, I, I brought home $450. So, uh, you know, that'll pay for a few, right? Yeah, that's not normal. I'm not going to tell you, well, it's not right, normal right, for me. I right. tell you, there's some guys out there that seem to win a lot. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. But, but no, I've I've gotten accustomed to at least at least getting one or two skins uh, most rounds. Some rounds I don't get any, but some rounds, you know, I get at least one or two skins. And, you know, it's a little, a little money to put back in your pocket, you know, a little gas money or something, you know. Well, you know, what I've kind of found, too, though, Arthur, is you if you put in every week and, um, you know, you'll go a few weeks and I, I do it now. I, I've done it, you know, through the years. Um, you may go a few weeks and not, or a few rounds and you don't win anything. But then it seems like you go back a few rounds where you win big. So, um, you know, I think overall, uh, from what I've seen, you know, it's always paid for itself to be in the side games to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, the extra com competition that, you know, with the guys that's even in your group or whatever, you know. And so, I mean, it's just an a, a extra level of competition for me. Well, and, and we also put $5 out of the 35. Let me see, 20 of that's flight skins, 10 of that's super skins, five of it's closest to the pins. And we'll have one of the holes 
Uh, we usually have division, I think, one and two against each other on a whole, division three and four on a whole. We'll have division five on a whole, and then we'll have one hole that's all flight. So, you know, if, I love it when a division five guy wins uh, closest to the pin on an all flight. <laughs> right. And and I've been that guy, but I've also seen, you know, I've, I've seen quite, man, it's amazing how often that happens. Right. 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 It only takes one good shot to win a little money. That's all. With it being all the different divisions or whatever, it makes it, it gives it a level playing field for everybody to have a chance to, you know, to walk away with a little money or even just to be competitive against each other, you know, Right, right. Well, and, and you know, that's what it's all about, getting out and having a good time. So what can we look forward to being a little different from the last tour? Man, you know, really, it's it's just a, a whole different feel. Uh, these guys that started this, Matt Mender um, in St. Louis, he's actually been doing this for two years already there. Uh, this year, uh, I call it the expansion era. So uh, what they did is they decided to go – uh, just full-blown nationwide. Uh, I just looked before we uh, started to do this, we got 34 chapters across the country already. Uh, and when I say across the country, actually two of those are in Canada. So um, we're going beyond the United States with this tour. Um, so when we get to our nationals, um, it'll be the North American tour. So a uh, little bit different than what we're used to. Um, we still have five flights. Um, we're going from Division One, which would be your uh, what formerly was your champ flight guys. Uh, those are guys that play scratch golf uh, down to the D flight, which is Division Five. Um, but you know we've had great competition here in Memphis for years. So um, you know I know uh, I believe we had two different divisions last year that uh, got down to a playoff not only to win the tournament, but the championship last year. So, um, you know, that always makes it more exciting. I mean, I know I've been involved in a few of them over the years. And, uh, you know, when you get down to that last thing and you can't even put their names on a trophy to give out for the winner for the year, the championship for the year, um, you know, it's good golf, good fair golf, and uh, something everybody can be excited about every week. Absolutely, man. It's it's. That's that's the competitive part of it. They like you you don't even know who's gonna win week to week. It's kinda like the PJ tour now. You know, with those younger and up and coming guys, like you don't know who's gonna win every week. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it could be anybody. And and you know, uh I've been in the hunt. I've 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 been way out of the hunt early. <laughs> you know, I've been everywhere in between. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of feel like um, you know, we've seen here in the last few years uh, more playoffs to win tournaments than ever. Uh, you could probably attest to that. I saw you. I can. That way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that, it's kind of a little nerve wracking when you get in the playoff. Oh, but man, it makes it that much more exciting. I mean, Absolutely. And, and we're very fortunate, like with the one you had that Cherokee this past year, you know, we had a, a good group around that green where you were uh, there for the, basically came down, I think to a chip and a putt uh, to win, to win the tournament. And, uh, and not only that, you were up against a guy who had, uh, actually won the championship in your flight the last two years. So, yeah. John Conley. So, um, man, it's just, you know, you, you never know where, where you're going to be. Uh, you, you can't win if you don't play. Absolutely. I mean, it's I, – I, I've never been involved with anything that's uh, as com- evenly competitive as this is. You know, it's like 
Um, you just never know what's going to happen in golf from day to day, week to week, whatever. You know, it's it's absolutely fun. Well, you know, we've done some things in the past to try to keep it more fair. Um, you know, it's it, golf is one of the more one of the harder sports to govern uh, as far as what level you're going to play, because we all know. Um, you know, from from one week to the next, that you can be twenty strokes apart, if right? Not. And um, so, you know, we have a pretty good formula to figure out who's what. Um, you know, it's I can't say that uh, everybody's a hundred percent excited every time you have to make a move when someone's maybe not where they're supposed to be. But you right. know what? It keeps it fun for everybody. Um, you know, it's. Uh, sacrifice one or two wins for for something that that's good for the tour is is what we're interested in it's in uh you know at the amateur players tour here where our motto is for the players by the players and you know it's that's the way it should be um you know i i I was a player myself in in tournament golf around the memphis area before i uh, became a tour director and uh, you know my goal coming in was to make it as fair for everybody uh, let's all come in on a level playing field and, and man, let's have some fun. And as you well know, I mean, uh, you know, that that's how I know you. And, and you know, you make some great friends, good camaraderie. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I, I play I play golf with guys every weekend that you know, people I didn't know before I did this. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And, and uh, man, if, if, it, if you're a competitive person and you're a golfer, you're really missing out not to get in on this thing and, and enjoy with the rest of us. I tell you one other thing that uh, stands out to me right now that we are doing a little bit different this year is, uh, you know, in, in, in years past, we've had uh, champ flight or division one is always, uh, they're the only flight that did not have a triple bogey max. Well, this year, this coming year, uh, division one and two will have triple bogey max. Um, they will both have play under the one ball rule and something that's been a little bit different from what we've done before. Division three, four, and five will no longer have a one ball rule, but you will be re- required to mark your ball with a recognizable mark so that when you, you know, you do hit one out in the woods and you go out there and find it, you must be able to identify it as your ball. Right. Um, so what's the reasoning behind that, the getting rid of the one ball rule? Well, you know, it's really, I guess, to I, I know as a as a tour director for this will be going into my fifth year. Uh, I've had quite a few people who showed up who were new, who had no idea about the one ball rule. Um, you know, they show up and, and you know, then they got to go buy another dozen balls and this, that and the other. So they're changing that up a little bit. Um, and that was really something that all the – um, tour owners got together and kind of said, hey, what what do we need to do that's a little bit different to make it a little easier on these guys? So uh, that's what they came up with. So, you know, that's what it's been changed to. Um, yeah, it do- did happen to me one time at Tunica National. <laughs> I got there and I looked at my bag. I was like, dang, I love my balls. You know, so I had to try to call the clubhouse and try to find the, the – uh, the right brand of ball and match the ones that I started to play with. I was like, oh, my God, it's terrible. Well, we're still going to – if you start a hole with the ball, if you're playing a Pro V1 on when you tee off, you got to be playing that same Pro V1 right. when you when you hold it. Right, right. 
but the next hole you can pull another ball out of your bag. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and there's a lot, I mean, I honestly, if, as you get up in, in flights, the higher you go up, um, I think more people feel that, uh, the ball, the feel of the ball is, is more to their game and, and, and you know, it's comfortable and, and you know how golf is. I mean, it, right. it's anything that, that, you, you, it stands out in your mind while you're standing over that ball that that's not the right one. You don't want to be hitting it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that's the last so, thing you want to be thinking about when you get ready to tee off. You right, don't want to right. be thinking so, about, you know, this is not you know, my ball. The ball, this is not right, the ball right. I want to be hitting, you know. Well, personally, uh, to me, I'm going to hit the same ball anyway. I'm going to do the one. I'm right. Play it like the yeah, one I am too. Yeah, yeah. But and, and I think that's only fair. But, I mean, unfortunately, I have had to call the one ball rule twice. Really? And uh, and during I'm glad the I wasn't play. there for that. Do what? I said I'm glad I wasn't there for that because I don't recall ever, ever having to deal with anybody that had the wrong ball. Well, you know, and and sometimes it doesn't get noticed. I think I think it happens. Um, you know, I don't I don't think most of the time that's intentional. Yeah, I think rarely that's intentional. Right. Um, but uh, honestly, it cost me a tournament one time before I became tour director. It cost me a tournament because I didn't call it on somebody. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it didn't cost me to win a tournament, but it did kick me out of the money. So, right. you know, you, it's it, it's a self-governing sport. So yeah. you know, I, I think for the most part, most of us all get along. Right. Um, you know, it, it's it's rare that you get, I mean, I've, I've had a rare occasion to play with someone where I was like, man, I'll be glad when this round was over. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, even the, I've never really had a round where I'd be like, you know, with this guy here need to go somewhere or this guy need to go somewhere, you know? Um, and there are women that play on the tour and, um, you know, that's one of the good things about it, too. You know, the women get to play and they enjoy shoot just as much as we do, you know. And oh, yeah. um, well, and, and the cool thing to me is that we all get to compete against each other. And, right. And we can do some things to make that fair. Right. And man, that, that brings up another point, man. This, you know, we're we have several options we can do as tour directors um, to include seniors in this that we didn't have before. OK. All right. So. Basically what it is, and, and the option that works best for the Memphis tour, we're not one of the bigger tours. We can become that. We really should be. I mean, right. we have a WGC event here. So, right. you know, Memphis is a golf town. And, uh, you know, with FedEx here and there, I mean, it's the FedEx Cup that everybody's playing for. Absolutely. So, you know, there's no reason we shouldn't be a, a 150 to 200 member tour. And I think we can get there. And part of the way we're going to do that is what we'll be able to do is uh, players who are 60 and over, they will still compete against the the, um, the people who are in the same flight, but they will get about roughly a 200-yard advantage in that round. So, um, you know, we've got a guy who is it, Philip Roberts in, uh, let me see, Division Two. He's been here for a long time, and you know Phillips, mid sixties. Man, he he's a heck of a golfer, a great guy. And um, you know, part of his concern is he's kind of losing a step to some of the younger guys. Yeah. And so now he'll be able to play in the same flight with those guys, um, and get about a two hundred yard advantage. So that's going to put Philip right back in the hunt. Right. And um, 
you know, no different with the ladies. I mean, man, all the ladies, any of you listening out there, I mean, we'd love to have y'all. I mean, it's, we have a great time with all of us. So it's a good camaraderie. It's not a, uh, you know, you don't have people, well, women shouldn't belong on the golf courses. You know, you don't have all that. No, we we, we want everybody there. Um, And, and frankly, if it weren't for seniors and I, I don't mean, just the 60 and over people, but those 50 and over, if it weren't for those, we wouldn't have a very big tour. Yeah. But, you know, the younger guys, man, we had those, those guys, uh, you know, you and I've discussed it before. We've had, uh, you know, Roger Leak and, and Mario Thompson, Keith Thompson, uh, Carlos Harbert, younger guys that came out here in the last couple of years and, and um, really to me breathed a lot of life into our tour. And uh, love having those guys. Love to have more of the younger guys come on in and then uh, you know help us grow this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the 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 youth is where we can bring in and really get bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm excited about this year. So I know I've I looked at the schedule and uh, we we got most of the dates I think full. So um, so I didn't see Ole Miss on there this year. I was kind of looking forward to it, man. Well, Ole Miss is, um, man, they're a little more particular about tournaments. Um, you know, it's, uh, I would love to be there. I love the course. Man, I, I, for a long time, the best score I'd ever shot in a tournament was at Ole Miss. Um, but it's, uh, man, they'd like us to play four-hour rounds. And, frankly, we it, that's hard to do. It is. Four hours is, is, is that's, that's pretty rough. Yeah, so <laughs> – you know that's that's really why we're not there. Oh, okay. Um, you know it's honestly I didn't approach them this year. Okay. I want to see, you know, because I I feel like we can have growth this year. I think we can have a bigger crowd. I just really need to get a little handle of of what it's going to take and and what I can take to them and say, hey, here's where we are. How does this fit in with what you you guys need? So absolutely. And yeah, I know uh, I'm looking forward to that Monday uh, at Colonial, man. That's going to be awesome right there. Man, Colonial Country Club, got man, Jack, one of Jack's wins is there. So, um, you know, we had a former president, uh, Gerald Ford, actually hit a hole in one there back in the 70s. So I think it was in 77. So, um, you know, it's got a lot of history. Um, great course, a Monday, give us all a break, take off work and come out and uh, enjoy a day golf. Um, something new, something we've not done before. So, and speaking of that, one thing that we did do uh, this year, we've always played at Fair Oaks and everybody loves Fair Oaks. I mean, it's like we always have our best turnout there. So it's a great course. Absolutely. Uh, it's not one of the tougher courses, but we are on the weekend of July 10th. Um, we're going to have um, a two day there so now instead of just having one day where everybody comes in and goes low you know how it is one day to the next you don't necessarily play the right, same but right now you got a chance to come in on a course that's a little bit easier so somebody could come in and go really really low uh but the first day and then the next day you have another guy go really really low and come back in there and catch him by five strokes so, right right you know it's it's just a great venue to have that kind of competition going on yeah, and we're going back to the shows this year for a two-day. Um, I am excited about that. I was, I wasn't quite in it after the. Fr- I was, 
close to after the first day, but I came back. The person that was in the lead on the second day, Rachel, she kind of fell back on the second day and it got me up there a little bit. I think I came in third over there. Man, that's a great weekend though at the Shoals because those are not easy golf courses, but to me, you know, it's, I know a lot of us have gone to Hilton Head and, and different places that we played and Man, the Shoals is one of my favorite places to play golf. Absolutely, man. Man, when I, you walk up to that big, beautiful uh, clubhouse that they've got there, you're overlooking the Tennessee River. you got a golf course in both directions. One of them's a link-style course. One of them's more wooded. I mean, it's just – it doesn't get any better than that to me. No, sir. So, uh, speaking of coming up to the clubhouse, what about Mossy, Mossy Oak and well, Old Waverly? You know, Mossy Oak and Old Waverly – you know the 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 previous tour that we were involved in they had their they had an event there and i was actually involved in that the first year they did it um i think one thing we're looking at now with the apt um you know the amateurs players tour is really looked at it and said you know we don't want to go to a place just because we can get a cheap rate and play in the rain and cold so hey, I understand that. You know, and, and you know, honestly, the first year I was there and the year I was involved, I think I got third there. But you know, it still was miserable conditions. We didn't it get was. to play Mossy Oak. I, matter of fact, I think it's been scheduled three or four years in a row, and they've never played Mossy Oak, to my knowledge. Um, and it's because they—I don't know if you know it—but it's all natural. Natural, so yeah. So they can't put uh, carts on there when it's raining. Right. So. You know, we're we're trying to to bump it up a little bit, you know, bring the level up. You know, we, they had a uh, a tournament at Whistling Straits. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And you know what? It's it's sold out. Right. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, it sold out in less than two weeks. Yeah, it not, it did. It's not until July Fourth weekend. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, is that is it a little different with the registering for the tournaments now? Because um, I know before. If I'm under, if I'm not mistaken, you couldn't register up until it was like I guess it was like two maybe a week before the tournament when you could register for a tournament. Or how how is it working? Is it different now? Or well, what we're doing is we're opening registration early. Um, most tournaments out there open for registration on January first. Okay, mine didn't because you know the ones that are local to the Memphis tour did not. Right. Um, cause I'm, I've still got some things in the works that I need to get done before we get there. But, uh, but any of these big tournaments, if you're a member of Memphis, you can go, you, as soon as they're available, you can go out there and register for them and pay and get in. And, okay. and if you want to play one of these big, nice, I mean, PGA top level courses, you're going to have to register early. Cause, um, you know, the difference with, uh, what we're doing with the amateur players tours, it's really being um, put out there that, Hey, this is available for you guys to go do. And I think people had been looking forward to the whistling straights thing for six weeks. And so when it came available, boom, they got in paid and they're in. So, um, and you know, one thing they did do too, and and this is something new, um, you know, they did a uh, Facebook live event not that long ago and uh, matter of fact, it was on Christmas Day, and they gave away a free entry to Whistling Straits. That's um, awesome. 
they gave away, and and one thing I've yet to mention, our national championship this year is at Pinehurst. Or yeah. North, North, so, man, Pinehurst, it doesn't, I mean, that's golf. Exactly. You, know? you got to go to Scotland if you want to get closer to golf. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so um, you know, they did the um, – they gave away a foursome practice round the day before the North American championship starts. Really? Oh, and look, and you could even pay more and get to play either number two or number four. So, but, you know, October next year, national championships, Pinehurst, you'll have to qualify. And, right, and, right. And, and if you guys want to figure out what it takes to qualify, how you get there and do all that, go to uh, amateurplayerstour.com. Um, go look at the rules, you know, browse around there. You'll, you'll figure out what it takes to qualify for the whole thing. But, you know, if you're in the top three in your flight, in your division, uh, you'll be able to go. Is it top um, three or five? Well, it's three. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit tighter. So okay. it's tighter than what you're used to in the past because right. – at this point, it's Pinehurst. Nice. Right, so, right, 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 know, right. We, we don't have an eye. I mean, they have a lot of courses, and they're all nice. I mean, I've, I've talked to a number of people that said, man, it doesn't matter what course you play at Pinehurst. They're all nice. Yeah. Um, but on the third day, it's a three-day, a three-round North American championship. On the third day, if you're in the top 20 plus all ties, you get to play number two. That is gonna be awesome, man. Um, that that is my goal. I'm 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 getting there. I'm well, getting there. Hey, that's the reason to me. I mean, there's a there's many reasons to play it. That one right there is is on the top of my list. It's like, man, I want to win this year. So, Absolutely. And I know, saw uh TPC San Antonio. I think that's right be- right before uh the pros are supposed to be playing there, like a week or two before. I think it's two weeks before. The weeks of well, uh, the pros will probably be playing there, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome, man. Whistling Straits, uh, that tournament, that's right before the Ryder Cup, and that's where the Ryder Cup's gonna be held this year. Oh, that is, man, that's great. So you know the course is gonna be immaculate. I mean, <laughs> oh gonna, yeah, it, it it'll be probably better than most of us have ever seen. Yeah, yeah, because I've I've played Southwind right after the uh, the tournament here. And those greens be rolling, and it's 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 set up for them, you know. It's oh, not yeah, set up but, for me, but it's set up for them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know what? Every dog has his day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, I mean, what more fun to see what conditions they played under? Because you know, we we all uh, we can sit there on the couch and talk about how he should have made that, should right? Should have done this, but <laughs> right? You know what? Go out there and play on their field and and see what you do. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah, but um, so what's your what is what has been your favorite tour that you have been that you've played on, you know, associated with the the last tour or well, this is just starting, but with the last tour, what was your favorite course? Man, I've got to say Muscle Shoals. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I just that's that's very high up on my list. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm not talking about maybe you know if I could go to Pebble Beach or. Well, you know, yeah, even yeah, Pinehurst yeah. or any of those places, yeah. you know, you go Whistling Straits is great, but yeah, you know, any of those would be awesome. But, but to play on our tour and 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 play the courses that we play, I mean, you you look at this year, man. We got Colonial Country Club, we got Miramichi for a two day, we got Muscle Shoals for a two day, we got Fair Oaks for a two day, and 
although they're all unique, I mean, they've got their own special nuances about them that, that, you know, make it a fun place to be. And I'm going to tell you, Tunica National, I don't, I think it's one of the most underrated courses. Absolutely. Around. I mean, every year, every time we go, um, were you a part of the Ryder Cup we did when we did that one there with Nashville? No, I didn't get it. No, I wasn't in it. No. Man, look, I'm going to tell you, we, we, we had that opportunity to play a Ryder Cup against Nashville and, and, you know, we were coming in there, we were David to their Goliath and, and, you know, we actually won. We beat them 25-15. So, but that – and they played. Those guys come down here and play. They've been playing for years at Tunica yeah. against against St. Louis. So, right. it wasn't like it was our home course. It was really almost a neutral place to play. Then i got to give a shout-out to Brian. He lost to Rachel at that uh, at the Ryder Cup at Tunica National. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, hey, I, yeah, I gave uh, Brian a hard time on that too. But you know what? At the end of the day – um, man, it, it, I can't explain to you how much fun it was to go from all of us competing against one another all year, uh, to get down there and be a team and, uh, not only just be a team, but be a good team and, and, and beat a good team. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was, man, it was great. And look, that's the next thing on the agenda. Uh, we actually have at Tunica National first weekend in October. 2021 Memphis versus Birmingham and the amateur players tour. Yeah. See, I was supposed to be a part of it in 2020 and you know, with, uh, I think we got rained out or something. There was a hurricane came. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The hurricane. Yeah. So it was like, and and, you know, it was like, uh, are we going to be able to play or we're not going to be able to play? So it was, you know, it's three hours plus for most of us. So, uh, we decided to call that off, but, um, yeah, it's a shame. I would love to have done it. Um, but you know, it may be for the best and, and then we regroup this year and, and now it come back to the point where we're more organized and not only that, but we're supported, uh, by the organization where we play, whereas yeah. we weren't, we weren't last year. So I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. So they, uh, they actually, we had, we had already talked about doing it, but I put my entire schedule together. And then once I'd put my schedule together and not leaving really a spot in there for a Ryder Cup, uh, was told that I could not do one in October. So, um, so when is it? It's going to be the first weekend in October. We hadn't put it on the schedule yet because we haven't locked everything up with the course. Yeah. Um, actually, I haven't put on a schedule yet, Fair Oaks, but I'll be doing that soon. And, uh, you know, it's July 10th and 11th, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, we really only have three turn three spots left uh, to fill for the year. And yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to do um, something between now and April third, our our kickoff tournament. Okay. Um, I'm excited about uh, Timber Trust, man. That guy has put in a lot of work over there, man. You know he has, and I, I I'm sorry to say I haven't been able to get down that way. Um, you know I live north of Memphis, and that's south of Memphis, so. It's a little bit of a drive for me, but, um, you know, it's always a course I liked. Um, and I think over the years, over the past five years, really, that they've done some things out there and made some improvements and and come under new ownership and people with uh, big interest in growing the place. And, and you know, that, that just 
makes it better for all of us guys because we get a better course to play. So, yeah, that um, guy, um, the guy that owns in that is a local guy. Yeah, he's real nice, man. I met him. I played in their two man over there, like on they used to have like a two man on Tuesday evenings in the summertime. I think it's either Tuesday or Thursday evening. But anyway, yeah, he's a real down to earth guy. He be in there drinking with everybody, just like you know. Right. You know, and um, I like that about him. Um, but he's definitely put some work in over there. Um, well, you know, so, when he came from, he came from Southland too. Yeah, I, I heard. Yeah. So, so what I mean, about uh, North Creek? I didn't see North Creek on. I know that's you know North Creek's under new ownership. Yeah, I, I saw that. And um, they're in like LA or somewhere in Las Vegas somewhere. You know, I'm, I'm not really with. sure. I know I have a friend who um, uh, is a contractor who looked at doing some of the work out there. So. Um, I got a little bit of inside information on them, but I don't, I still don't know that much on them, but, uh, you know, those guys, uh, I'm kind of waiting to see what's going on with them, see how, uh, everything shakes out there. Uh, the one thing we have seen this year, that's a little bit different and it's really, uh, you know, we're all dealing with the coronavirus, uh, in our own ways, but one thing it has done this year and it's been been limited it's not been huge it's, it's not been a big thing but because there's nothing else to do as yeah. you all probably know it's harder to get a tea time than ever around the memphis area i was just mentioning that man if you don't get your tea time for the weekend by wednesday you're not getting an early tea time right well that's caused golf prices to go up a little this year yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know so so we're dealing with a little bit of that so um you know and, and we're fighting for y'all to keep the pricing down there but in the at the at end of the story, we're within ten or fifteen dollars of where we were. Right. And right. Um, you know, it shouldn't be enough to affect whether, you know, most of us play a tournament or not. So um, you know, I think uh it's still competitive rates. Uh Memphis tour is still lower than most around us. So, you know, we uh we're gonna try to keep it reasonable as long as we can for everybody. Um but you know, when we have growth and we can get up bigger numbers, 120, 140 members. We have a little more negotiation power there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the shows, is that going to be in connection with another tour or with another um, chapter? Or is it just going to be like a regional event and whoever wants to come? Well, the shows, you know, is, is once you join the Amateur Players Tour in any chapter, you can play any of their tournaments nationwide. Um, but the Shoals tournament is going to be a combination of Memphis, Birmingham, and Nashville. Our Tunica event is going to be Memphis, Nashville, and St. Louis at this point. Now, I'm, I'm not sure if there's someone else involved or not. I'm not the host tour on that one, so okay. I couldn't tell you. But uh, we'll know that before we get, you know, long before we get to that tournament. So, um you know, we, we have some combined events, and the reason we do a lot of that is because, man, you, you get to go out there and, and play against 140, 160 people. Right. And actually, there's been talk. I don't know if we'll get there, but we'd like to be up around 200 at uh, Tunica. Um, that may be a stretch. Um, you know, we're trying to work out how we can do that and make that it's still enjoyable for everybody. But, um, you know, if you go win a uh, 100 and even 140 person event uh you want something i mean it's absolutely uh, you you got to play somebody's going to be on their game and, and usually several people are going to be on their game yeah yeah 
Well, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this year, man. Um, what is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to this year? Just a whole new tour, or man, just the new tour. You know, we're we're kicking it off with uh, uh, a deal with Turtleson. I don't know. If yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Man, if you, if you guys hadn't looked at Turtleson, they're out of Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, top top quality golfware. Um, these aren't factory seconds. This is straight out of their catalog. Um, you know, as a member right now, you can get a 40% discount. Uh, that lasts, uh, I think, to the 15th of January. And there will be several times during the year where we can get discounts like that. Um, but so, you know, as where we were before, we were basically working off of uh, factory seconds, closeouts, that type thing. This one's first run stuff. We're getting 40% off the sticker price just for being an APT member. Um, and yeah, I, I saw some of that stuff. It's uh, looked like some some pretty nice stuff. Well, and I think you're going to see more of that kind of thing. Um, Jody Barrett out of Nashville, um, you know, along with Matt Mender, they're the two guys who are uh, the heads of the amateur players tour. Man, they've done one heck of a job as as far as just getting. Man, they're in front of a lot of people. They talk to a ton of people. You know, they've gotten us – I mean, they've, they've flown to Pinehurst, I think, twice and numerous discussions there to, to get us in there. Um, they're actually working on a deal. Jody actually is working on a deal at, at uh, Southwind. So, you know, we may – even though it may not be a Memphis event, we may still get an event in Memphis that's the APT. Oh, that would be Southwind. awesome. So, yeah, that so, would you be know, great. Yeah. There, there's a ton of things in the works. The um, You know, I, I know – I know you probably have a few of those uh, uh, koozies laying around your house. That Absolutely. Those those 50-cent koozies. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm sitting here in my hand with a laser-etched 30-ounce tumbler similar to a Yeti tumbler with the Amateur Players Tour logo with Memphis Mid-South in the bottom there. And uh, these are the kind of giveaways we do. Does everybody get one? No. But, um, you know, those kind of things will be out there for everyone if they wanted one. And um, – you know, it, like I said, it's just a higher-end feel, um, something that you're going to want to be involved with. And once you see how it's run and, and how things are done, it's just so much better than what we're used to. Yeah. Man, well, I want to thank you, Bart, man, for coming on and, and uh, just talking about this tour. Can you give us the website again where people can go and get signed up, man? Yes, sir. Um, two different things. Uh, if you want to sign up, look at the schedule. Um, schedule still in the works, so it's not complete, but you can see most of it at amateurplayerstour.com. Uh, click on the three lines to the top right and go to the local chapters uh, under Memphis. And then if you have any questions about any of that, uh, Memphis at amateurplayerstour.com is our uh, email. Um you should be able to find – if you email me, I, I can get you my phone number, too. My phone number is 901-361-7549. Any of you out there that want to um, give me a call, got questions about the tour, anybody interested in sponsorship, uh, man, we, we're looking for it all. It's a new thing that I think you all want to be involved with if you uh, take a little deeper look to, into it. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you, Bart, man. I'm looking forward to it just to – 
I'm really just looking forward to some competitive golf, you know, and just getting hey, out me there. Me too, Arthur. And I, you know what? Now I got to see your your first win. I, I hope to see your second win this year. I hope so, man. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I want to be in the top three to get to Pinehurst this year, man. I'm 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 working on it. We'll do it, man. The way to do it is uh, to sign up, be a member, and 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 play as many as you can. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. Thank you, Arthur. I All appreciate right, the you, opportunity man. to be here. All right, thank you, man. Thank you for listening to the Burn the Edge podcast. I am your host, Arthur. We had a conversation with Bart Watkins, the Amateur Players Tour Director of the local chapter here in Memphis, uh, the new Amateur Tour here in Memphis. Hope you enjoyed the conversation that we had. Hope you learned something. If you're interested in joining the tour, you can go to AmateurPlayersTour.com where you can email Memphis at AmateurPlayersTour.com. If you want to talk to me about it, you can shoot me an email. Please go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Let me know what you think about it. What you don't like, what you do like. If there's a conversation that you would like for us to have, we do have some other people coming up, other guests coming up soon. Again, thank you for listening to the Burn Edge Podcast. Hope to see you soon out there on the greens or the links somewhere or on the driving range, wherever it may be.